As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. into this podcast because we are finally all out of extra votes on today's no buffs we're recapping episode 11 of survivor 41 titled do or die which if i'm being a little honest pretty intense uh, I'm <laughs> scary. Skeets. yeah very scary i'm jay skeets with my fellow tribe members we got the bearded one trey kirby hey yo hey yo we got no dunk super producer jd hello there he is and I know, I know, I know. I promised you Jason Concepcion from Crooked Media. I said, he'll be back. Back in the mix. He wasn't here last week. He'll be here this week. And he will be, but he's unfortunately caught up in a meeting right now. It's running a little long. So at some point, we should see Jason pop up here <laughs> in, the, uh, in the live tribe. And shout out to everybody joining us here live on a Thursday afternoon slash night we really appreciate it i said this on no dunks but also thanks to people no buffs fans who were sharing on twitter and instagram no buffs this little tiny survivor podcast in their most listened to podcast list there on their spotify wrapped list so thank you thank you thank you i couldn't believe it we've only done uh like 10 episodes 11 episodes tonight so yeah thank you yeah crazy yeah, I guess it's quite possible we're the fastest growing Survivor podcast in the world. <laughs> I heard on Rob has a podcast earlier today, just a casual no buffs mention as oh. a Survivor podcast. We're just in the mix now. Oh, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Yes, I believe Jason Concepcion is going to be going on Rob has a podcast. Uh, maybe tomorrow as a Friday. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe he's uh, he doesn't have this meeting at all. No, I'm thinking about. <laughs> he's just like getting ready for the big podcast for Rob. That's, right, that's right. He, he should be with here with the boys, formulating his opinions and his thoughts. Uh, hopefully, he will be uh, joining us though. Like I said, okay. So we're talking about episode 11 last night on Wednesday night here. Do or die, like I said. Uh, we'll go through this scene by scene. A very interesting episode. A lot to unpack. Uh, we got the new twist. Uh, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on on that twist. And everybody that is in the live tribe, chime in as well. But we'll start night 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 nineteen. Yeah, that's a lot easier to read on your screen than to say out loud. Night nineteen. Uh, a week to go, right? 
post-tribal council. This is our first scene of this episode. Liana pissed with Danny and Deshaun about breaking up the final four, the Black Alliance. Shan goes home last week. They say, JD, hey, wasn't our plan. That was Ricard's move. What were we to do? Which is a little weird when you think about the numbers at that point. Now, I know extra votes come into play and all that, right. but they say, hey, don't don't get on us. That, that was uh, that power player, Ricard. He's the one that turned on Shan. He, we had to go with him. Uh, sorry, Liana. What, what, what did you think about their uh, response, J.D., to, to her being very upset in, in the darkness after Tribal Council? I mean, uh, I understand the instinct, uh, you know, uh, you're... You're a very loyal uh, member of your alliance is coming at you and saying, what the hell? You, like, you just blew us up. Why'd you do it? And, you know, the the instinct is to just be like, uh, yeah, it wasn't us. It wasn't us. I mean, it, and it's pretty easy, actually, to just say, hey, it's this is it's Ricard. Don't listen. It's not us. Don't blame us. But, you know, I mean, the real sting for Liana is that she just wasn't let in on it. Right. I mean, yeah. And that's always the case, uh, and that's the telltale sign that, well, you're you're on the bottom of your alliance now, um, mm-hmm. and so she is in a very bad bad place uh, as it turns out. But uh, <laughs> you know, and then it goes on. Uh, part of it as well is Deshaun being. I'm sure we're getting to it, but just being super sensitive about being called a snake, right? So that's oh, yeah. still sticking in his craw, you know. So I don't know. I mean, it's just like it It would have been better if they had been like, hey, we wish we could have told you or we wish we could have let you in on it. But don't worry, you know, instead of just be like, ah, it's it's just Ricard. And also take some credit. Right. Like take credit for the move. Right. Yeah. This, yeah. this is part yeah. of Survivor. This is what you what you need to build your resume to win the game in the end. So. I mean, and Leanna, she's not stupid. She, you know, at, at some point, I know it's, it's you know, she's mad and it's all very fresh and raw, but, you know, you have to respect the move, right? That's, that's, the, that's Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. We even hear Xander, Trey, in the same scene go, did we just move from the bottom to the <laughs> absolutely the top? Uh, and then he had a great line about, it does suck, the position she's in. I've been there where you come back from tribal council, you got blindsided. Somebody that was, uh, you know, you were tight with uh, both emotionally and in the game is gone. And now you just got to come back and lie in this shelter and just like sort of pretend everything. Okay, man, that would suck. Like I would, I think we, we all agree brutal. we would all struggle with that on Survivor, especially when you thought you were good and then turns out you don't even know what's going on and then you still have to live with these people and put on a good face and try and rally and, uh, you know, get back in good graces. But yeah, what'd you think of uh, Xander, who's very pumped up, Trey? I mean, he's saying in a confessional, all of a sudden, I'm in charge. He, he's, lo- he's loving that. And he is locking in. He's trying to. His final four that he sees with Ricard, Erica, and Heather. And he even tells them, like, I'll use my I'll use my idol. I'll use my extra vote. Like, this should be the four. We're going. Yeah, what'd you think of uh, Xander being so pumped here? Well, I thought he was getting a little bit ahead of himself for the most part when at one point he has a confessional and he says, we're saying final four. 
I only heard Xander saying Final Four, if I'm being quite honest, yeah. but he was talking a lot about it, and he was taking seemingly the most credit for the Shan boot, which I thought was kind of odd, because to yeah. me, that's uh, that would be Ricard's move, number one. Number two, probably Erica for bringing in Deshaun and Danny, and then you have to throw Deshaun and Danny, probably yeah. tied for number three credit-wise, because uh, you know they actually turned on their alliance, and that's what the whole Deshaun thing was to me was... A little bit of buyer's remorse. I don't think he expected to be on the bottom coming back from that vote. But once they got back, he was like, oh, wait. Right. It's now four on three, and I'm not getting the credit for this move. Bad news bears, which is why the next day when he wakes up, he's like, I should probably go smooth things over, which we've seen in the past. But uh, I don't know. Xander, he's playing a smart game right now. The guy is doing a great job of hanging on to this idol Somehow not getting votes. He hasn't gotten a vote for three episodes. They seem to have forgotten about it. So he is a little bit in charge. I don't think he's the decision maker out there for the top four. But after the way things went down last night, it feels like there's three groups of two. And he's one of them. And he's got an idol still. So yeah. doing all right. He's looking pretty damn good making it to the final five. That's for sure. Because he's got an idol. And like At a certain point, he has to play it. Because you're going to run out of times you actually can play it. And, you know, I just keep thinking, J.D., I think it was you here on No Buffs. I, I may have been our may have been our second or third episode. And you just kept saying, and, and Trey was echoing this as well, like, you should be getting this guy out. And you're just keep, you keep leaving him in it. When he didn't even have a vote. Remember when he didn't even have a vote? Yeah. He couldn't even, <laughs> like, really play in the game. Somehow, you know, keeps getting by. And then, obviously, uh, decided multiple times to not even play the idol and does the whole bluff thing. And... That's looking like it could come true, but I'm still like super confused of how the people on the island that are still there think of him mm. and his chances to win the game. Like we as an audience, I believe think, damn, guy's got a pretty good resume. Like, holy crap. He should have been gone like seven weeks ago. He's still there. He's won things. He, he, he is involved enough in some of the decisions. Uh, he's a pretty intelligent guy, but I wonder if they look at him like that. I, yeah. I, that part I don't understand. Otherwise, you think they really would have tried to actually vote him out. Maybe they I mean, don't want him to gone. It's very, very hard to gauge. I mean, on the jury, we've got Tiffany, who hates him. Evie, who hates him. Uh, you know, <laughs> Shan, I don't think, is really likes him. You know, like, I don't think... I. My impression is that he's not well-liked, or at least perceived that he's not well-liked. I think it's really going to ult- ultimately... If he ends up in the final three or whatever... Uh, it's it's who's he he's with really, but right, uh, right. It, I mean, as long as Ricard is in the game, it's really hard to imagine anybody else winning the game at this point. But mm-hmm. well, you know, uh, we knew he would go deep if he actually got his his uh, his idol activated because there were like three weeks there where he had no vote <laughs> and no idol, <laughs> and he survived that, which was yeah. amazing, honestly. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's it's just. Uh, yeah, as you say, it's hard to gauge how he's actually perceived. And we haven't really heard much from him these last few, after he made that, you know, baller move with, uh, you know, with Leanna, uh, the the shell game with the uh, immunity idol. Uh, we haven't really heard much from him, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Um, well, let's talk about that Deshaun part where he gets really mad about Shan calling him a snake after she gets blindsided. And he does, he tackles this in an interesting way. Um, You you brought it up there, Trey. He confronts Ricard about it 
in front of the entire tribe. Um, and Ricard, because this guy is pretty damn amazing, just yeah. calmly sits there, explains sort of his reasoning, but actually he's explaining Shan's reasoning, uh, you know, for, for her telling out everyone that he's going to get her vote, you know, like he's like basically telling Deshaun and all of us and everybody else in the uh, shelter, like, well, this is what she meant by this because we had this weird relationship or we had agreed we were going to gun for each other at some point. And I knew you guys were coming for me. She knew it, but I win, uh, I win the immunity. So then I'm off the board. And like, I, I just thought he played it perfectly, but Trey, what'd you think of Deshaun's way of going about this? Very irritated, very emotional as Ricard tells us. Um, I think he just did it completely wrong. Like, we said last week, wow, that's maybe bad for Ricard, Chan saying this. Yeah. And he somehow he somehow made it smoother for Ricard with his emotional outburst, I thought. Am I reading that wrong, or what do you think? He said he wanted an hourglass to go back in time and just come back and go to bed. So clearly Deshaun yeah. was regretting the way he handled things in the shelter as well. But we've seen throughout the season, he seems to be a pretty emotional player where something is said to him and he has the reaction right away, and then he's going to deal with the consequences of it later. And that's exactly what happened here. Like I said Mm -hmm. before, I think it was kind of not expecting his reputation to take such a hit. Probably was thinking that if I'm involved on this big blindside to take out one of the power players, that's going to look great for me. In reality, he got called a snake and he's one of the bottom three. So kind of a shock to the system, I would have to imagine. Right, but JD, would you agree that if you were in this position, isn't the smarter move to come back and go to everyone else one-on-one and go, wow, did you hear what Chan said about uh, Ricard? I mean, that just cements that this guy's winning this game. Let's get his ass out of here. Like, he's the real threat. I mean, Danny knows this. Danny keeps saying this for weeks on end, but the way he went about it, I was like, what are you doing, man? Why, why are you, like, you're pointing out, yeah, that she said you're a snake. You can use that to your advantage a little bit uh, and, and put the target on Ricard. Yeah. He's the he's the one she is saying is going to give a million dollars to. And, oh, yeah, she's on the jury, and we've seen what she's like with other people. She right. can persuade other people to do things. So mm. if she wants the vote to possibly go to Ricard, ultimately everybody, she could do that, I think. Oh, it's an interesting thought. Her as a lobbyist in Ponderosa, just, oh, just convincing yes. people. <laughs> I mean, the most surprising thing to me is that – It does seem, in fact, that everybody across the board just seems to agree that Shan's words are to be taken at face value. She was not trying to submerge uh, Deshaun's game in any way. And I I don't know, maybe because I've overthought it and other podcasts have overthought it and just reading into the brilliance of Shan. And I don't want to take anything away from her brilliance, but it seems as though... It is what it is, and she said that she's going to vote for Ricard to win a million dollars, and Ricard sitting there in his confessional saying, she she's going to vote for me to win a million dollars, like he's <laughs> chuffed about it. And it's just like, okay, I mean, I guess, but we're all like, hey, you should probably be worried about that. I, to me, yeah. that's like, uh, I, I said it last week, we talked about it last week, just... She's a guaranteed vote for a million dollars. you got to get rid of Ricard. Uh, 
who is clearly the biggest threat in the game, which, you know, uh, later we'll talk about Erica's dilemma, right? But um, yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, crazy. And Deshaun, you know, he's an emotional guy. He's young, I guess, yeah. you know, it's just, that's just all it is. And it just, he's one of those people who shit just, you know, gets to him and he's got to get it out. He, he He's not a stewer. Well, I have some screen grabs I'm going to show you a little later that contradicts that, but oh, carry okay. on. <laughs> I, I am also convinced, I've said this before, if Tribal Council happened during the day in in, in broad daylight and they came back and it's, you know, five o'clock and the sun's uh, still up, maybe setting in an hour, I just think things go down differently. Like, mm. they're, they're, they're first off, they're tired because they've been oh, at Tribal yeah. Council for a while. It's a long day and I'm... You know, there's that part of it, but also just like not being able to really see each other. You can like sort of really tell each other how you're feeling in the uh, in, in the in the darkness there. I think I, I'm convinced that's a part of it. You say he should ask like, can everybody light their torches and like we should keep them very bright. Maybe I would chill out a little bit. Um, on day 20, so that's the next morning, we get Ricard talking to Deshaun, and he says like, can I give you some advice? <laughs> I mean, your energy is off, man. You need to chill out. And, uh, you know, they have a, they have the little sort of um, apology uh, session here. Deshaun, you said it, Trey has done this. This has got to be his third or fourth time this oh. season where something happens, pops off at night. Next morning, he does a decent job of smoothing it over. He at least goes to the person and they have the conversation. Uh, he tells us Deshaun does in a confessional. He didn't handle it well. I... Uh, should have just gone to bed. That's a good tip for everyone. Yeah. Just go to bed. bed. Just come back and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. They Worry always say, don't go to bed, Mad. You should definitely go to <laughs> you bed. You should go to bed, Mad, on Survivor. Yeah, that's right. on Survivor. Yeah. That's I think in general, in life, go to bed, <laughs> Mad, at your spouse. <laughs> I'm not sure. Wake up, you probably that. feel fine the next day. Well, one of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your wife will be gone. Um, yeah, I like it on the island. I, I would not encourage that in your uh, actual life. Um, Here's a but, dumb question: yeah. What time do you think it is when they get back from t- tribal council? Is it? Know. Is it like? Is it, I mean, it's like it's turning dark here yeah, now, it's right? It's like six o'clock. Is it 8 o'clock? Is it 11? Could you theoretically go to bed? What time do you go to bed on Survivor in general? Oh, I would think early. Yeah. I think early. Yeah, I mean, when I go camping, I go go camping. I'm, like, like in the woods camping. I feel like you're in bed at, like, 9 o'clock. That's probably true. Yeah, not much to do. It's also, well, we know that travel actually starts around 7 or 8 because it... Mm. They leave the beach at dusk, which could be four thirty ish. And from Tyson's podcast, it, there's like several boat rides and a yeah. ride in a truck to get to Tribal Council, and then you have to go all the way back, right? So I think it's oh, so on, wait, they're going to bed way later on I, Tribal Council nights. On Tribal Council nights, for sure, I would say. I yeah. would think like. Oh, go to bed for sure then. <laughs> yeah. Get home, just go yeah. to bed. Let the other people argue it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I've heard Tyson say, like, like he used to try and, like, catch a quick nap, like, yeah. in the transportation, like, uh, boat rides and truck rides. Like, you know, you, you can't talk to each other there. Like, you're in lockdown. Yeah, just get some. <laughs> yeah, a little, little <laughs> shut eye there. Funny. That's smart. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we had, uh, we had Ricard Deshaun. And then Deshaun, he goes to Liana to try and smooth things over as well. <laughs> And again, it seems to go fine. Like, I think she handles it well, but then she tells us, well, I'm out for revenge. 
Mm-hmm. And she's a little conflicted, but she's like, oh, okay, I don't know. I can't really det- uh, trust Deshaun at this point. So we get that. Then we get a fun scene here. We finally get a little Danny backstory. We've been asking for weeks. Who really is this guy? I still have questions of like what they know about him out there on the island. Like they called him coach. I definitely yeah, did hear Erica say that. Yeah, she slipped in a way to go coach or something after he won. So that's what his story must be, that he's not a you know, a former professional athlete, I, I would guess, because we haven't heard anything about that. Mm-mm. But we get this story from him, this backstory. He tells us that uh, the day marks 25 years to the to the actual day of his passing of his father. He died in a car accident uh, when Danny was eight years old. And, you know, he tells Deshaun about this too, which I thought was a really cool scene. I, I liked how he was like, if I'm a little off today, like if my mind isn't there, I'm not maybe thinking game and scheming and all that. This is the reason why. I thought that was pretty cool. I will say the twist to this story, Trey, at least for me, was... It, the the part where he was so upset with his father's death and, and not uh, not really upset that his father had died at, you know at such a young age and he's like oh my god like I, I grew up without a father it was more like he was angry about that and he was like trying to get rid of that shame for for being so angry it was like I just didn't see that part of it I guess coming and I thought it added a sort of like another layer to to that story and to Danny obviously as a person yeah that's that was a surprise for me as well. That's not yeah. an emotion I'm familiar with having never lost a parent, but I can certainly see that being the case that you're just like, especially, you know, a guy who's a football player who surely throughout his entire life, like every Friday night when he has a high school football game, surely all of his teammates' dads are there cheering him on and he's pissed that his dad isn't there. That was something that I hadn't considered as well. And I thought it was really great to hear from Danny how he's like, Usually I just try and stay busy on the day that I'm remembering my dad passing away. It's impossible to stay busy on Survivor, so he had to just kind of sit and stew with it and deal with the emotions that he's been dealing with for 25 years. So seemed like a very powerful moment for him as well. I was trying to keep track, JD. Have we gotten a backstory like this for every player now? Hmm, that's a great question. Was he the last one, or am I forgetting someone? Heather? Because we've gotten... I thought Heather had a small like mom at home thing. Uh, no, maybe, uh, maybe I'm not. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. No, I, I'm not sure. Maybe the live tribe, the stream team, can tell us. Have we had the uh, the Heather backstory? Because we we've, one? we've had bet. it for a lot of them. Oh, maybe not Xander. Xander yeah. yeah, it's a good point. Um, anyway, I thought this was great, JD. I'm sure you agree. Like we we all everybody seems to love Danny out there. Everybody totally. watching loves this guy. Um, I didn't know he was a father. Mm. Did I, did we know that? Do they know that? That always fascinates me too, <laughs> yeah. that angle. Like, cause there's a photo of him with like a, I, I assume it is his child. I mean, he's holding it after you see his, well, it's definitely his child cause you see his pregnant wife in the photo before, right. but I didn't know that. I wonder if they do. So yeah. What'd you think of this Danny scene? Yeah. I mean, I loved it. This was I, maybe recency bias, but I found it to be the most moving of the backstories. Uh, just, I was surprised as well. Skeets, uh, just, wasn't expecting him to say that I was so angry with my father for yeah. all those years. And just, just, it's just really moving to see a grown man coming to terms with uh, his emotions that he's been uh, experiencing over the last, uh, uh, however many years, I guess it's been 20 years or so, right? He's 28, 27, 28. Oh, he said it was a 20, 25 years. 25 yeah, years. Oh, okay. yeah. So right. he's 33. Yeah. 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 So uh, really, uh, really moving. I, I, was actually surprised at uh, how moving I found it. But uh, 
just made me love the guy even more, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, let's go to day 21, the immunity challenge. Propes sets us up for a brand new twist. Twist. Now this was weird. Like uh, he 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 doesn't tell us he doesn't tell us what it is right there. He's at the challenge. They're not there yet. The the castaways and he says, "Oh, get ready for this one, because there's a twist coming." Yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna learn this twist in literally one minute. But he's like, "Ooh, watch out!" So he calls them in. They come in, and first he explains the challenge. So he says, "Castaways must balance a ball on the cylinder." held in place with two wooden handles on each side at regular intervals. More cylinders would be added, you know, increasing the difficulty. We've seen this challenge before. Um, my wife, Nora, right away was like, she called this. She's like, Danny's winning this. Mm. And I'm like, why? She's like, he's he's way wider than everybody else. His arms are like, he he's, at, he's actually at an advantage with broad shoulders. Like his, just the way he would be holding it and pushing it in is much more of an advantage than like you in your skinny little arms and shoulders. I'm like, oh, wow. Well, that was unnecessary, but you're right. Anyway, she called it. She ended up being right. I don't know if it's actually true, but uh, he definitely powered through it and held on. But anyway, we then get probes telling us the twist. He says, and I'm quoting him here, first person to drop out of this challenge will be forced to participate in a new game called Survivor Do or Die. Um... And, and he added, you'll be participating in a deadly game of chance at Tribal <laughs> Council. Yeah. I'm getting worried. <laughs> I, what were you thinking? Like, honestly, right there in the moment. Like, we learned what it is, of course. It's, uh, you know, the three boxes, and we'll get to the whole Monty Hall thing and all that. But, yeah, did you think it was going to be he was going to have to do something, like a challenge there in front of everybody, you know, maybe involving fire or not, or... Like, what, did your mind go anywhere, Trey? What did you think? Or just death? You'd have to duel Jeff Probst in a <laughs> fencing well, or something? I didn't actually think that Deshaun was going to die oh, you didn't? at yeah. any point, but they also went out of their way to, like, not say eliminated, right? Like, they had to say die, which I thought was super weird. My guess, yeah. I thought it was going to be a rock draw kind of thing, you know? We put two rocks inside this bag, you got to go in, you pull it out. If you get the right one, you stick around, and if not, yeah, they here. Right. That seems to be the general survivor game of chance, right? Draw a rock. But... Yeah. <laughs> they love rocks. <laughs> yeah, they love Jeff rocks. Jeff loves feet and rocks. <laughs> From rocks to boxes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be, some sort of a draw. And honestly, I think you would have rather had a draw, 50-50 shot, much better than a one in three shot. Well, is it well, one in three? Is it one in three? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, It is a Numbers, numbers. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, look at that. Right on Big cue. Bong. As we, yeah, right on cue. We bring him in, JD, as we're uh, talking about the do or die twist. There he is. How's it going, Jason? It's great to, great. Sorry for uh, being late. Uh, I, I was uh, trying to work out the money hall problem and it just <laughs> I lost complete track of time. So yeah, it's great timing. Uh, we were just talking about Probst, the way he delivered the do or die twist before they did uh, the challenge. Like this whole like, oh, it's a deadly game of chance, but not giving them the specifics, uh, Jason. So let's ask the question right here and now. Are, are you a fan of this twist and how he was, how they were all presented with it? I like the twist. Um, I, I, I do like it. I, I liked it. I, I, I against kind of against my better judgment. I liked it. Really? I it. I'm surprised. I did by like that. it. You know, I, I did like it. I think pr- because it part of it is how it 
turned out. I'm a results-oriented person, <laughs> you know? So uh, <laughs> maybe the, the process wasn't ideal, but the, but the result was, was really fun to watch. So that is a significant part of yeah. it. Um, but I did find myself, like, really engaged. I mean, when I was on the freaking edge of my seat when, uh, when he was picking, so it was, you know, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Trey, did you like this do or die twist? I, yes. I Ultimately, I do like the twist. I like the idea of if you're the first one out there, some sort of a punishment. For me, the punishment was a little severe. Like, it almost incentivizes you to not compete in the challenge. Like, I think if they had all known that this was going to be a you have to choose one box out of the three, more than just Leanna and Heather would have sat out. And I think that if they bring this back in the future with the same Monty Hall problem, more people are going to sit out of it because right. you're just really leaving your, like, you know, I think Leanna said in her uh, exit interview with Dalton Ross, I would rather be voted out than by chanced out. And I 100% agree with that. So yeah. for me, I would be sitting if, if I'm not confident that I could actually win this thing because as soon as, like, Leanna drops out, Heather drops out, some of the, the lesser challenge threats, you're like, uh-oh, this is going to be bad. I could easily go home doing nothing, trying to play the game that I thought I was coming here to play. So I thought it made for an interesting choice. Um, I thought Deshaun kind of made the wrong choice, but it worked out right for him. So it did. <laughs> yeah, math, it sucks. <laughs> go against math and go to bed mad. That's what we need to <laughs> remember from here on out. Okay, well, this is wild. We've got uh, t- two of the four of us here so far. Actually, not not against the do or die twists. But most people are, JD. Uh, maybe at this point in the game, too. We are pretty late into the game, and... This guy suddenly could have just been going home by by chance. Well, I mean, yeah. he did drop first, and he had the option to not play in the challenge. Like you guys are pointing sure. out, there is that sure. element to it. But what did you think, JD? I, I definitely agree that I like that there's a consequence to being the first one out of a challenge, right? I, I do like that part of it. I did not love the Monty Hall thing. Whatever the odds are, I, <laughs> I would have preferred that he had... Uh, a chance to fight to stay in the game or something or the punishment be not as severe but just it would have been it would have sucked the, the mood today would have been way worse if you know if he had just gone out on, at like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like oh yeah it, oh yeah it yeah. would have been brutal like like just you know go all the way and bring in a sad trombone when you know if <laughs> if he was you know snuffed the torch and good night everybody i mean uh yeah, brutal. It would have been brutal, but uh, uh, Jason, you're exactly right. The results, uh, I'm happy with the results. So, uh, but yeah, the the whole idea of uh, of you being the first out and you gotta eat some shit. I like that. But uh, I mean, tweak it. They have to go to an exile island. Sure. They can't be around their team. Yeah. Can't be around their tribe for you know for a day or two days. You know, through a challenge or something, yeah. and so they miss a lot of planning. Do something like that, but I agree with you. Like, just go home is was very well, pretty harsh. Yeah, <laughs> pretty harsh. It is, it, it's very. Harsh. I mean, also he dropped that damn ball in. It was two three seconds. seconds. Yeah, it was like ah. I was I like, people down. Were like, was he throwing it? Was he no. throwing it out there so we could go to the do or die? <laughs> if he threw that, that's like the worst attempt at actually throwing it ever. Like right away, you just draw, ah, my arms don't work. Uh, yeah, so Heather and Liana, they obviously decided to sit out um, and Erica dropped next after Deshaun. It was down to Xander, Ricarda, and Danny. Danny was going uh, with the underhanded technique too. Yeah. Uh, everybody else going overhand. I think the underhand is the... Well... Like, 
I think just, it's interesting you mentioned because Ricard on the second to last one, Ricard had the underhanded grip, and then he oh, switched then he to the overhand grip, which I to thought the bike. was crazy because mm. yeah, yeah, the bike grip. Because uh, to me, it just seems like a more natural way to hold yeah. something underneath for a long time. I wouldn't mind switching it up every time, get those little tiny muscles switched up, but. The underneath. What about an like over under? Oh, an over under. Somebody You're was wild. doing that. Where I, I did I what? dream that? I thought I saw that. Maybe not. I <laughs> don't the, know. What are you? Heather first, now dreaming up things. <laughs> when I was first trying to do deadlift, the first time like I ever was trying to do deadlifts, I just could not get the technique. And what actually made it really easy the first week or whatever was over was an over under. Oh, it was like a, this way, you know, underhand on the left, and then above uh, bike grip on the right. I'm just saying, maybe maybe you do, uh, and you rotate which one is right. over and which one's under. Yeah, I mean, Real yeah, the whole other thing is, here. it's really just your concentration, right? Like it's like <laughs> you. No, it's all grip. It all no comes matter, down to the grip. No I matter think. how much torque you got going, it's just like just keep it there and uh, right. don't don't waver. And I, I thought like Ricard, I was like getting worried about because he kept like lifting it up and down. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I think you want to keep it still, man. I'm not yeah. an expert at this, but I, I know you're probably your muscles are burning and stuff like that. And you're trying to get a little more comfortable, but I wouldn't be moving that that ball around because even the channel that the ball's sitting on wasn't wasn't deep looking. It was no, very it was shallow. Deep, so shallow was, channel. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and so, there was also and, a reason they put them on top of the mountain just for the wind to pick up. Like they they wanted oh, to get out. They, they wanted an that early wind lunch. coming up. Yep. That wind, usually that wind feels real good out here in Fiji because it's so hot. But now that wind is your enemy. Uh, I want to get your take. Danny's shaking now. <laughs> Jason, I want to get your take uh, quickly on the Danny backstory that we got. We we talked about it, but oh. yeah, what did you think of that one? Yeah. You know, uh, as someone that lost a parent very young, I found it. I I was I was really hit by it. Like this was an emotional episode on on a lot of levels, and you know, Danny just seems like a great guy. What a great guy he seems like. Uh, I I thought that was very thoughtful, um, and and really really heart heart wrenching. Yeah. Like it really it really hit. It really hit. Well, Danny wins. He drops to his knees. He's wiping tears from his eyes. He's obviously very emotional, especially after what happened the the day prior on, on day yeah. twenty when he was talking about uh, his father passing uh, when he was just eight years old. And then we get the whole setup as we go to commercial break, and there is literally a line here where I think it's Probe says, "If Deshaun dies, there is no vote." <laughs> God, I would hope <laughs> we're just calling the right there. <laughs> we may want to have a funeral, say some words, uh, maybe shut down production. I don't know. Uh, I don't think we need to worry about the vote. Uh, yeah, very strange. This the do or die, and I'm really leaning into the die part of it, like. Huh? But anyway, he did, he did not. He he lived. Uh, so it was a it was a good story in the end. Um, all right. Well, we are actually going to take our first break here. We're getting pretty deep in already. When we come back, we'll get to uh, the plotting and the scheming, and the very very uh, emotional tribal council. Who goes home? What's coming up next? And you guys sent in some great questions for tree mail too. So lots more still to come here on No Buffs. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, back with No Buffs, breaking down episode 11 of Survivor, titled Do or Die. I want to give another shout out to the uh, stream team, the live tribal here, joining us on a Thursday night. We appreciate it. We see all your comments. Keep them coming. And we will get to tree mail later. Some of you tweeted in some questions. Maybe we'll take some live ones. But we are at day 21. Platinum scheme in here. Deshaun is trying to stay positive. He congratulates Danny on winning individual immunity against two beasts. Points that out against Xander and Ricard, who have been doing very well. And Danny's thinking is, if Deshaun is safe, we got this whole do or die thing to worry about here. But if you are, we got to vote out Ricard. And he talks to Xander about this at the water well. And Xander tells us, I mean, he listens, but he tells us, I want to keep Ricard. I want to keep Ricard as a shield, basically. And that he trusts Ricard way more than he trusts Liana is the other part of this. Um, we know what happens. Jason, what do you think about Xander's move here and his decision to, to try and keep a Ricard, who we all agree is a real threat to win this game, Keep them around for a little longer so they're not uh, maybe focused on Xander. That's what his thinking is. I think if, it, if it's Xander, I can see how you would how you could come to that move. Um, you know, Xander obviously has a has a really good resume himself. It made um, one of the biggest moves in the game. Has been under fire the entire time, uh, and has come through time and again. And as Erica noted. Uh, on the broadcast when she said, you know, you're watching at home and you're like, you idiot, it's so obvious, do this. And then you get there and you realize how vital it is to be around people you can trust. And I think, it, you know, I think Xander, he's been a gambler all season. And I think he's gambling on his own resume right here, not just using Ricard as a shield, saying, yes, Ricard is very dangerous. He could probably come up with something that I wouldn't see. Um... But, and he's got a great resume, but I like my resume better. Mm. And so he's betting, it's really a bet on himself, uh, which is basically what he's done all season. So is it a, is it a risky move? Yeah, obviously. It's a risk. Keeping Ricard is a risky right. move. Um, but from Xander's perspective, I can see the reasoning. Yeah. He even says later at Tribal Council, like, I love this new game, Jeff. I love the advantages and the twists because it. It is I a gamble. He actually says that word. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> like man, I, I love this. Uh, that was no one of my biggest on. laughs of the whole episode was as uh, Xander is saying how much he loves throwing out expectations and how much he loves those twists. We get a three full head nods from Jeff Probst. He's like, yes, yes, this is making the episode 100%. <laughs> you saying how much you love these twists? Book it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, JD, what did you think of uh, 
basically Xander's decision here to like let's keep Ricard around. Do you think do you think it's a little too risky because we're so late in the game or does he have like one or two more votes that it's that it might work out for him? Uh especially still having the the idol of course. Yeah, I mean I agree with everything that Jason said and to further that uh I think he believes that he can take Ricard out whenever he wants, right? Like I think he just has that confidence in himself uh and I mean, That's a little ballsy, though. Ricard is really good. He's proven at a lot of these challenges. I know, but this so. this kid has balls. I mean, what can I tell you? Like he just there's the reason his voice is so deep. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, the cojones to not play the 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 idol still. I mean, what has he got? Two more chance? One more chance to play it? Uh, like I actually don't. Yeah, I think he can play it next week. Yeah, right. I think. So the last we're, we're, time. They're not even talking about it anymore, though. <laughs> they're, not, no. they're not even like, all right. I think they've like forgotten he has one somehow. Um, <laughs> well, we get Erica Trey approaching Xander about also targeting Ricard. I think this is interesting. She's basically acting as the swing vote now. And Xander then tells Ricard, hey, Danny and Deshaun, they're going for him. You're for, for you, as in Ricard. And uh, this just like cementing that we know what Xander wants to do here. He's telling him that that's what's going on. And they just say, Ricard's like, it, it, like Heather is sitting beside them and then she gets up like and pats somebody on the back. But he's like, I guess both of them are like, if we can just trust Heather and Erica, then, then we're good. We got the numbers. I, of course, have the idol. I have the extra vote even. It's just whether or not we can trust uh, these two wild cards, Heather and Erica, here <laughs> in the middle. But they, they feel comfortable enough. They feel comfortable enough. And honestly, I think it's completely fine for Xander to be going with Ricard here because the meat shield strategy is working. The guy is not getting any votes for him, Xander is. And he needs he needs a second player alongside him, right? Deshaun and Danny, they've got each other. Erica and Heather, they've got each other. They've been the swing couple there. So now you look at it, it's like if uh, if Xander decides to go with Erica and Heather, then they're in a 3-3 situation, right? Where it's like 3-3 mm-hmm. three and three going into the next one. Here at least it's 2-2-2. Two, two and two. I think it's the perfect move for Xander. I thought his strategy has been on point since they got to the merge. I think it's becoming so important here, Jason, for whoever to claim the Ricard takeout. Like I, oh, you yeah. could convince me either Ricard wins the game because he's still there, or whoever can really prove that they were the one to take out Ricard in like next week or in the finale. That's a hell of a takeout, I think. Uh, especially sort of like at the last minute, if you want to call it that. Like I'm almost convinced whoever does that wins the game, and it could be Xander. It, it you know it could it could be a Danny who's been trying for weeks on end, and he gets it together. It could be oddly like an Erica, I think, and and it could have been Erica here. It could have been her. I mean, I, I this is something I've been talking about with with uh, uh, you know friends about the game, but it's one of the really fantastic things about the game right now is that. Minus Heather. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has a path to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see a scenario in which every single person still in the game minus Heather wins. Usually all those scenarios involve someone stepping on Heather's head to reach up and grab the million uh, as a final three person. But I but I can see it happening. And I think you're right. It, it's All eyes are on Ricard right now. Mm-hmm. Ricard made the, you know... The emblematic stab my ally in the front and back move 
uh, that even the ally who got betrayed had to tip the hat and go, you know what? Yep, yeah, that was right. So if you can get that person right now, uh, it's going to look great. And it's uh, this is part of what, uh, you know, it's kind of an aside, but Xander's in a great spot right now with the numbers, of course, but also because, like, all eyes have moved off of him. He was, like, you know, in the crosshairs for week after week after week, and now something else has come along, and he's still there with, you know, an idol and his his gameplay and his great resume, and now there's a bigger a bigger target on the board. And I agree with you. Anybody that can get Ricard has a great thing to say to a final tribal mm-hmm. jury. Oh, for sure. We also get Liana telling us right before a commercial break, I totally forgot this was still a thing, but she's like, I might play my shot in the dark. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Nice. Uh, cool. You know cool. who else thought it was a, or had forgotten about it? Nasir and the jury when uh, Probst is like, uh, you know, final time you can play your shot in the dark. They're like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I forgot that was a, a thing we could do. But anyway, um, it, again, it's the last night you can do it uh, uh, on this particular night, night 21 of Tribal Council, and she ultimately won't. So we go to this Tribal Council. Let's get into it. There are 26 minutes left to go in the episode. Now, I will admit at the time, this is when I really hated the do or die twist because I was like, there is no way we are going to tribal council with 26 minutes left. This guy's uh, going to pick the wrong box and go home in three minutes. And then, and then what are we doing? Like for another 20 minutes. So I'm like, it's so obvious that he's not going anywhere. Now that got flipped on its head because... Tribal Council turned into a really interesting conversation that lasted for a good chunk of the remaining episode to the point where I then was like, oh, wait, is he going home? Because there's not a lot of time left to sort of vote after that. Um, So they got me. Good on you. Uh, um, You know, editors of Survivor. Was anyone else thinking that too? Jason, like, were you watching the clock at all going, oh, maybe he is uh, just going to survive this because why would he go home right away? Yeah, I mean, I thought that my initial instinct, honestly, was just like, we're going to get some wild live tribal mm-hmm. um, because that's kind of been what's been going on. And, you know, obviously uh, the uh, previous week was a huge paradigm shifting move, alliance shifting move. So we're going to have it out emotionally. Here, right. Is what I thought. Yeah, we get uh, well, we start really with Heather saying something hilarious. Um, she she explains no. why she <laughs> sat out of the challenge. <laughs> And she says, quote, the people that I've outlasted in the challenges are already gone. And like we get a quick shot of the jury, like like reacting like, God damn, what a burn from Heather. And I'm not even really sure it's true. Like, how did, dare you? Did you even compete? How dare you talk trash to anybody in this game? I know. I know. So, how, honestly, how dare you? So that was very funny. Then we get the, the, you know, the funny line. You said it already, Trey, with Propes nodding away. Xander, like, talking up. He's loving the advantages and twists because uh, you got to gamble. Yes, and yes, it's a crazy yes. different game. Then uh, Propes like this, too. He went nuts on this one. Erica saying, you know, I have a love hate basically relationship with this game uh jd um which i i think a lot of survivor fans do if i'm being honest (laughs) i definitely do (laughs) i mean yeah but yeah to be out there i mean you're miserable i would say most of the time right i mean it's just it's 
boring, number one, you're hungry. And then just the paranoia would be way too much, like for mm-hmm. for me. That you know, especially watching this group out there. There's been so much suffering in this uh, in this season, so uh, I I totally get what Eric is saying. And you know, uh, Daddy Probst loved it. He loved it. He's like, yeah, it's like, that's right. You're suffering, which is what I love to see. Suffering I also thought when she was saying love and hate, she was also alluding to like, damn, these damn twists you keep throwing at us. Mm. And like, you know, the turn back time and now this do or die twist and the shot totally in the dark cool. and all the other advantage. Like, I think she's like, you know, I love the game, but I'm not a fan of times of these insane things you guys are coming up because right. uh, you're bored in production or something like that. And again, that's what I feel like a lot of Survivor fans also feel like as well um but you guys uh said you didn't mind the do or die uh in the end and it helped that deshaun stuck around yeah in theory theory. and i think you're right i think there's something to it i think it could be twisted a little bit better where you guys were talking about like yeah maybe you go somewhere or something like that the idea of somebody going out first in a challenge i do like there's something that that's really cool about that you even have the option to not even play in it because you're not trusting yourself so that's cool but yeah the whole the whole thing with the boxes and that guy could have gone home (laughs) <laughs> at this point in the game just by luck uh, a little too much for me if I'm being honest but great part of the tribal council here we get Deshaun explaining why he played in in the challenge and then he breaks down Jason uh, discussing yeah. voting out Shan I think it was Rob uh, uh, Cesnarino on Rob has a podcast with the survivor know it all like, he was like this was almost like a two part episode in a weird way like yeah. this part of the tribal council was a lot more really about last week's vote and just, like, the weight that people like Deshaun, of course, had, and then Liana speaking eloquently about it, uh, had on in the fallout of Shan going home. Yeah, I was talking, I was uh, texting with my friend Heidi about this last night. It felt like, you know, a lot of the discussion about uh, what it means in, uh, to be uh, a player of color, and specifically a black survivor player the kind of baggage you have to carry in. And this is, of course, like a culmination of the open letter written by some past Survivor um, contestants who are black about their experiences on the show and how the show can be improved going forward. Mm -hmm. It felt to me, and again, in the context of this really like historic all-black alliance that has then been shattered, um, it felt to me like, like an unburdening. You know, like... Basically, what everybody was talking about in various ways was we can't just come in and play, you know, like like a lot of uh, white survivor players can just come in and play Mm -hmm. and not worry about stuff or how they'll be perceived. You just come in and play. And I think a lot of this conversation, which was so powerful, and I thought everybody uh, was really eloquent about and so good at explaining just their experience. Um, it felt like all of them coming to a place where they were just like, here is what it's like. Here's what uh, the experience is. Here's the things I had to wrestle with when I had to vote out Shan. And all of it was to get to a place where they could just be like, and now we can play. Mm. Um, now can we play? Can we, can we get to that place where I'm not worried about uh, about if I'm going to be judged as a sellout because I do this or that or do something that's that's beneficial for my game from my perspective, um, and it, it was just like a really powerful journey. I was really affected by it. I, I really 
it was it was uh it was an incredible conversation and it was you know this sounds like trite but like kind of like one of the things you kind of watch survivor for like in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and now jeff probst is somewhere just going yeah <laughs> that's right this is this, this is it this is the conversation <laughs> but i really um I, I i feel like this is this is kind of why i watch survivor um i i thought it was great i thought it was really wonderful and a uh an all-time survivor moment yeah I, I would agree with that because to me and i know some people are like oh, i don't want this in survivor get this out of here it's not why i watch it but the beauty of survivor to me is that it is a game uh that's reflective of the outside world yeah. <laughs> and race plays into that uh, of course in the outside world why wouldn't it play into the actual game of survivor and it's on a whole other level like you said with the diverse cast and like uh, measures that have made because of a lot of former black contestants that have really pushed to make this a reality and Deshaun was like, God, I mean, like we talked about it last week on last week's show. We unfortunately didn't have you on Jason, but like he was struggling, of course, with the decision of whether I stick with Shan or for my own chances of winning this game, try and get her out. And holy crap, was he conflicted? Many people were. And this just carried in Trey into this uh, of him talking about it. And I thought Liana was Oh my god! She, she like, crushed it. She, she killed I, it. I was like, I, I, I quickly Googled again. How old is this this woman? I was like, this is twenty. 20 so wise, like beyond old. her years. She's twenty years old yeah, on on television it. in all, in a in a moment where she maybe like, damn, I might be going home. Like, who knows? You know, couldn't believe it. She she just crushed it. But Trey, what did you think of this? Uh, you know, the tribal council and and Deshaun and Liana and everything that was going on here. Yeah, it was an awesome moment. Like Jason said, this is an all-time great Survivor moment. And it's the point of watching Survivor, which even kind of Jeff mentioned, right? He's like, this is what it was supposed to be. An experiment of people in America coming together and dealing with their problems while also playing this game. So yeah, I thought everything that Liana said was incredibly well put and incredibly well explained. She was just... She was just perfect. I think afterwards, Jeff said it was beautiful for all of them to share and powerful to hear. And that was exactly right. And I was like giving kudos to Jeff Probst even, because to me, this was kind of all the players leading the conversation. You could see Deshaun was struggling a little bit. Jeff drew it out of him. And that opened up the conversation for everybody to get talking about some serious stuff. And I loved how um, Liana mentioned that, exactly like you're saying, Skeets, Some people don't want to see this in Survivor, but this has been in Survivor since literally the first season. Like, it was a big deal that Rudy and Richard Hatch became friends out there. You Mm -hmm. know, Rudy, an older gentleman. Yeah. And and Richard Hatch, a gay guy. So they became friends when probably they would have never crossed paths together. So I don't know. It's also like, I think Survivor can become boring when it's 100% voting blocks and game bots and all that kind of stuff out there, which is what Jeff is getting at. Like, this is a real world experience. So the real world stuff is going to be part of the strategy for Survivor. And I think it's um, kind of just naive to imagine that everything that takes place in your life, you're just putting it completely on pause for 39 days or 26 days, whatever it may be. So, yes, to me, it was a great emotional scene. It was a powerful scene. And it's also like this is as much a part of the strategy of Survivor as anything else that happens on Survivor. So that's why we need to see it. And that's why we love to see it. Yeah, JD, anything to add to this? I mean, you guys pretty much summed it up. Uh, You know, in a way, I am a person who doesn't want this in Survivor in that 
Uh, I don't want black people to feel like they need to represent any more than themselves in the game. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when when Leanna makes reference to, to, you know, people at home going, oh, I don't want to see this or whatever. I'm sure there were people out there. Uh, This is what we need to do to get to the place uh, where people can. Like 10 years down down the road from now, uh, I'm hoping... I'm hoping there's still a survivor and I'm hoping that, you know, black players, Asian players, players of all walks of life, non-binary, just run the list. You come on and you play as yourself and there's no outside, uh, you know, cultural pressure. I mean, I talked about this last week about how uh, I, I just didn't think it was fair that there was so much pressure on this black alliance to remain an alliance because that's yeah. really not what survivors about necessarily. It's like you have your alliance and then you break your alliance because that's the game of survivor. And uh, I just really felt for Deshaun when he broke down and Liana with her elo- eloquent words. And as you guys, you guys talked about it already, so I don't need to repeat it, but uh, it's just that these are the growing pains that we need as a society and as a show would need to go through to get to hopefully where this isn't going to be a part of Survivor anymore. And Trey, I agree with you as well. Like since day one, one of the most enjoyable parts of Survivor are just seeing people from different walks of life who have never, would never have been, make friends or just come across uh, people uh, in their everyday life. Uh, would never would imagine I'd be friends with that person, you know? Right. So it's one of the great things that uh, about the show uh, that uh, we all love. So um yeah, it was great. Let's go to the do or die twist here. We got to talk Monty Hall. Who's going to break it down? Uh, yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> that's it, about what the transition let me get my, might let like. Me get my I know, not like as well too. I was like, I thought it was funny that kind of everybody laughed at that. Where you're like, how do you have this very serious conversation? Yeah. To then Jeff's just like. And now for something completely different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think even Deshaun <laughs> made a joke like, "Can we just keep yeah. talking uh, about this? Yeah. Like, even if funny. it's it's Very so heavy funny. and stuff like that." Um, yeah, we okay. So this is where we learned. Like, Probes literally says, "Like, hold on, I gotta set it up." I am not a fan of the do or die twist. I I, I want to be on record with that. But uh, he sets up three boxes. You got a one in three chance uh, at safety. Uh, so get to picking. So Deshaun picks the first box, uh, you know, to his left, the, the first one or closest one, I guess, to him. And then we learned, well, hold on. Is it really a one in three chance? Because Jeff Probst goes full Monty Hall on his ass. Xander recognizes it. And he says, okay, it's well, Monty I'm going, Hall problem. I'm, I'm, going, <laughs> I'm going to show you, you know, one of the boxes. Now, Probst knows where they are. And so he's going to obviously show one that is you know, not uh, um, that you're safe because of course two of them are that you are, are death, that you die. So he shows them that. And then he gives them the option. Do you want to, do you want to change your box? Now, Jason, I saw you tweeting about it. You're, you're, I, maybe you figured it out by now. Yeah. You, you've got your tablet out here. <laughs> I, I'm going to do it. So here's your three boxes. Okay. Right? Talk, talk it out to here us. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Three boxes. Okay, nice. um, and then, so you, uh, you pick your one. And then, of course, Jeff Probst knows yep. which one uh, it is. Mm-hmm. And so then he selects one that it isn't, right? Right, right. And, uh, and yet, 
when I run it again and again, I find that it's fake. <laughs> like, I understand. That. Let me just say, I understand the math. I get yeah, it. Yeah. I understand it. And if it was a hundred boxes, of course you switch, right? Because what are the odds that you pick the one out of a hundred that you pick the one, right? And he takes like 98 off the board. Of course you're going to switch. I just think it's a gut shot in this moment. In this moment <laughs> with three boxes, I know it's like a significant amount of percent. I just think in that moment, listen, confirmation bias is with me. I'm a results-oriented person once again, and I understand the odds. I understand how it works. I still believe it's fake. I think everybody's <laughs> lying about right. what the numbers are, and uh, I think Deshaun did the right thing. He listened to that voice. I think it would have been incredible because Xander picked up on the Monty Hall dilemma if he would have been like, no, take the other one. Because that's what it tells you to do. Right. It says, yeah. you have, yeah, you have, you have two out of three chances of actually getting it correct right. in this scenario when giving the option here. But instead he sticks with his gut and it works out for him like incredibly. But it would have been amazing if Xander was like, no, 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 dude, you got to take the other one. Like <laughs> the odds say take the other one. That would have been hilarious. I wish that happened, Trey. He probably was excited that Deshaun chose not to switch, right? Because I think. Uh, true, like I think- true. So I think Xander's like a, like a computer science guy. So obviously he's familiar with this. So when Xander or uh, when Deshaun's like, yeah, I'll stay. Xander's probably like, see ya. I'm <laughs> living the life here. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't get the math either. I read the hundred box explanation. It's supposed to make it more crystal clear. I'm like, nah, it's fake, but it's true. So I'm going to, I would have switched in that second. I would have switched cause I'm familiar with it and I would have got sent home. And I would have been like, yeah, but the math is right. <laughs> I would have gone full Xander on it for sure. <laughs> yeah, JD, what would you have done? You you pick your box. He shows you, okay, one of those was, uh, you know, death. So you're fine. Mm-hmm. Now it's between one and two. You want to switch it. Are you going with your gut? Are you like Deshaun? And you say, no, nah, I'm going with the first one. Or are you switching, JD? Yeah, I'm switching. I'm a serial rules wow. follower. Yeah, I, wow. You have to play the, the odds. Uh, I follow all those dumb rules that Tassie says about bl- hitting on – yeah, double down <laughs> the on blackjack table, and yeah. blackjack. So, uh, you know, I get burned every once in a while, but generally speaking, you you just you, you got to play the odds, I guess. I don't understand it at all. I've tried to work it out. I spent a, an embarrassing amount of time trying to work it out this afternoon. It's just, honestly <laughs> really not that hard, and it's, I could go and explain it right now. But it's once it's one of those things that when you explain it, it sounds very confusing. Right. The uh, magic really, trick of it is that. Jeff or whoever is like whoever opens the box that it's not knows that that is not the box exactly right so they're taking one whole choice off the board yep and now you get to coin flip between the two like so that's all that's to me is the magic trick of it that's how you get into it is you know that oh that guy knows which one it is and yeah. chose that one because it's not that one. Right. Very, very important part of it, for sure. The the presenter or probes in this case, uh, yeah, actually knowing where they all are. Well, he he gets it right. Here's the other thing. I don't, th- I don't, I haven't seen anybody else bring this up. They've been telling you which box to pick the entire season. Drop game within a game. The game within the game is in the game. Drop the four. Keep the one. Don't worry about wow. the four part. Keep Damn. the one. 
I think you're on to something. I think you're a hundred percent. You right wait until that. we get to game within wow. the game, and I'll tell you what we're really on to. Because I'm uh, right about the game within the game is in the game. Deshaun <laughs> was going one hundred percent on a vibe. He's like, my heart is telling me to pick this one. I'm not switching. The guy's yeah. in med school. He's heard of the Monty Hall problem. He was just going on a vibe. He was yeah, going on a drop the four, keep the one. You're right, right about this one, Skeets. <laughs> keep the Amazing. one. They've been telling you. Keep the Rose one. Rose has literally been telling you. Keep that one box. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Anyway. Did he yeah. mention? Did he number the boxes? Were they? Was it? This is box number one. Box number two. Box number three. I don't think so, hmm. uh, but it was the first but box. Because you count from left to right? As, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, okay. what if, like, it, what happens if next thing he's Hebrew or something and he counts? Oh, oh exactly. Wow. <laughs> I, uh, hold on. I think you're forgetting the part here. Too. I mean, this doesn't really back up what I'm saying, but the keep, the one, was the other part. He gave him the option to swap. Right. And, and right. he kept it. But I am going number with one. the number one. It was always going to be I the love number the, one. I box. love this take. I this love is it fantastic. Too. It's great. This, this is, is up there's there's there with the game. everywhere. The game inside the game is within the game. That's exactly right. Um, so, okay, so he corrects the right box. He's immune. Holy crap. Everybody. <laughs> holy crap. Everybody drops. No, I said holy crap. Everybody drops, oh my gosh. Did you hear how many oh my goshes were dropped in like, in a span of 30 seconds? Oh my gosh. Oh my, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So he's good to go. He can't believe it. And I was surprised by this, that Probst is like, all right, let's vote. I, I, I don't know. I think I thought in my head like they would sit down and be like uh, talking out a little bit more. But no, we've talked enough. Let's get to the vote. And ultimately what happens is Erica and Heather, I mean, they do stay with their, their new alliance, if you want to call it that. Xander uses his extra vote just in case. Um, and I saw a lot of people confused again. Like, why did he do it? He wasted it. Well, he's thinking, I don't know. What yeah. if Erica or Heather flips and, and goes with Danny and Deshaun and Liana. And then, uh, uh, you know, we would at least be tied with the extra vote. And then I can use that extra vote again in the, in the revote as we've learned. So I think that was actually really, really smart because they couldn't trust them a hundred percent. Liana sent to the jury with five votes, three go to Ricard. Um, so a, a quick goodbye here for, uh, Liana, Jason, um, you know, we loved what she said at the end here in, in her tribal council, especially being 20 years old. I, I, it really does blow my mind. Um, but yeah, what do you think overall of her, Overall, obviously, listen, the extra the extra clip that Survivor dropped this week uh, in which it is revealed that Xander has a crush on Liana and that, uh, honestly, from the body language and reaction, maybe it is reciprocated, kind of changes. It's like the usual suspects, you know, now all of a sudden you're (laughs) like, oh, my God, everything is different now. Right. Uh, This person that you you know, Xander that you purported to hate, you hate his face, you want him out, and yet you're around him all the time. Everything seems different. Her gameplay reads different. I'll just say that I think she was a light. It was really fun. The feud with Xander was super fun. I can't believe they didn't put in the Xander has a crush moment in last episode, but I'm glad they gave it to us. Um, And obviously, like, her... her, uh, Everything she said in, in the final tribal uh, was fantastic. Uh, a fun game. Uh, she'll be better if she. She'll obviously be better if she plays again. Again, yeah. like twenty years old. Um, f- felt young and a little too trusting at times, but like will be a real good player of this game when if if and when she comes back a second time. Also, let me say in that Xander has a crush video. Yep. It opens with like Xander's looking for the. I'm following like a little sister, like a little pest. And then yep. next thing you see is like her like putting him in like a bear hug and being like, 
don't push me. Wait. Yeah, that was a little weird, I thought, actually. Oh, I fell over. (laughs) I love it. They would be a cute couple. I think so, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Any final thoughts on Liana's uh, Survivor 41 season, Trey? Well, she has one of the great moments in Survivor history with her last tribal council. Too bad it comes as she's being eliminated. Uh, She also had a great moment with Shan on Shipwheel Island and the feud with Xander. She's going to be a memorable character for sure. Probably just didn't have the strategic game to win on this season, but maybe coming back she is playing a little bit more cutthroat. And if that's the case, I think she could go even further. And then here's the question. We talked about Xander's decision, JD, but what about Erica? Has Hmm. has she made the right move here in... in Sticking with Xander and Ricard and, of course, Heather. Or or should she have gone with Danny and Deshaun and, and Liana in, in that case? That's so hard to say. I mean, well, we're going to find out in two weeks, honestly. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are, JD. <laughs> it will be over. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly don't know. But I just loved the dilemma that she was going through. And uh, uh, it did. It. I'll, I will say this, that it doesn't feel like the right decision now because I, uh, Ricard, I think, is going to win the game uh, and keeping him. It was her chance to get rid of him, and uh, she didn't. So will she rue the day? We shall see. I, but, you know, I'm rooting hard for Erica. More than anyone at this point, just be, you know, pulling the Homer card, really. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think she can yeah. handle. I, I don't know. Like as Jason said, there is a path for all of the all but Heather to make it to the end. So uh, yeah, well, well, I no. guess Heather's we'll making it to the oh, end. Yeah. But oh, yeah. she's going. She Heather, yeah. Heather will be there. <laughs> Let's yeah. mark, mark it down. But yeah. like Erica, Erica, Heather, Danny. I think Erica has an argument that she that she can put up forth that is maybe a winning argument. That's a shot. I'm not saying it's a great shot, but it's a shot. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree with that. If she can really own getting out a Ricard yeah. slash a Xander, this is yes. the thing, and this is why I don't think it was the right move for her because this would have been looked at as her getting rid of Ricard. She was ex- she was the swing vote. That's on her resume. He's gone now, and then then it's just like it's like then she's almost at the top as a favorite. It's like Xander. Okay, you know he's still a problem. I I still am not convinced that they like him. I really am not uh, outside of Liana, um, but 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 who knows? And then it's like I think she's sort of right there at that point with your Danny and Deshaun's. Uh, I think she made the wrong decision last night for her chances to ultimately win the game. And who knows if she would have not won anyway? But I think it would have been nice to have the Ricard hit and be like, "Yep, I I got him. It was my decision." It was up to me. She's still the swing vote, though, going forward. Yeah. Her and Heather That's remain true. the swing twosome. And it would have been, if she takes out Ricard, then you have Deshaun, Danny, and Liana, a pretty strong three together, uh, going against Xander, who hasn't really been with Erica and Heather at this point. So at least this way, you've got the two voting blocks. And she's got Heather underneath her thumb, so she's still the swing vote for the next tribal council. So as long as Ricard doesn't win immunity, then I think Erica made the right move, but... Ricard has been winning a lot of these immunities here, so you may have just missed your one chance. That being said, it didn't really matter because Xander played his extra vote anyway. So maybe the fact that she didn't rock the boat helps her a little bit. So I actually think this was the right move for Erica. Okay, that's fair. I forgot about the extra vote. Don't forget about Xander's uh, idol as well. So sticking with that alliance, they that alliance has an idol still to play. So. 
All right. Uh, Well, before we take our final break and then get to some tree mail, and uh, I'm really going to blow your guys' mind when it gets to uh, the game within the game is in the game. Uh, You just, (laughs) I mean, you're literally going to shit your pants. Um, (laughs) Danny, uh, this is next time on Survivor, just a quick scene. Danny is looking for an idol. Mm. Did he find it? Because Ricard has sensed that Danny's vibe has shifted. He says that, you know, it could be sneaky editing. Who really knows? And then Erica wants to keep Deshaun. And Deshaun tells Xander a good final three could be himself, Deshaun, and Erica. So maybe you guys are, uh, maybe you're onto something here, Mary. Maybe Erica does team up with them and and strike and take down Ricard. Or maybe even, maybe even even this game is not long for Danny, who, Mm. man, um, yeah. Like, again, I, I wish I knew more about Danny what they know about Danny, at least, as I've said a million yeah. times. Uh, okay, well, let's take our final break, then we'll get to Tree Mill. Uh, we'll be back in a second. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, we're into tree mail here. Got a couple. I thought this was a really, really great one here from Brandon Anderson. He wrote in, that conversation uh, on last night's episode was so beautiful and vulnerable and so important. That is what Survivor does best. What other Survivor moments or conversations from past seasons come to mind? Uh, Trey, we'll, we'll go to you first. Does one, uh, one um, come to mind that you have for Brandon? A couple from the most recent season, Winners at War. First, Ethan on uh, Exile Island when they had to do the log carrying challenge. And, you know, it was like you had to go up the mountain 20 times and bring this log down by sundown, I think was the entire challenge. Mm -hmm. At one point, he basically passes out. He has to have a medical come and examine him. They treat him. He gets back. He finishes off. And for the last lap up the mountain and back down with his log, all the other contestants who were there on Exile Island with him came back and walked him down. That was a very cool moment for him uh, and for Survivor fans as well, knowing that Ethan had, you know, been a marathon runner and gone through cancer treatments and survived cancer in the past. And he's like, this was one of the biggest tests I've ever done. And I wanted to prove to people that even if you've had health scares, you can do stuff like Survivor. Just go out there and be brave. So I thought that was a very powerful one. Same season, Sarah Lucina, final six. Her gender bias speech that she gives at oh, yeah. uh, tribal council, where she's basically explaining that women are held to a different standard 
on Survivor, which is certainly true. There's always the worry that um, there's going to be an all-women alliance that runs through the game, and it's always an all-men's alliance who gets super nervous about it. It's like, uh, don't you see the irony here? All men who are teaming up worried about women. It ends with basically Jeff admitting that, yeah, he's even had a little bit of gender bias in the way he relates to the other contestants out there. So he starts calling her Lucina. That was a very cool moment. Yep. And Sarah was 100% spot on when she was saying what she was saying. Oh, those are good ones. Uh, you got one, Jason? Gosh. Uh, first one that comes to mind is um, from Millennials Gen X, Brett and Zeke just bonding over, uh, Brett, you know, coming out on TV and bonding mm-hmm. with Zeke over being a gay man, which was. Um, I remember like I dropped my coffee cup in that moment. I was like, wow, Brett. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a really heartwarming moment and a cool conversation about, you know, uh, about being from a generation where being out wasn't, you couldn't do it. Like it wasn't as easy or uh, there weren't as many on ramps as there are uh, for the other generations. And just being able to commiserate and talk about that and talk about his own uh, journey to being an out man. Uh, that was I, I. That was really touched by that conversation. That's a great one, JD. You got one. I had Ethan as well. Um, that just so moving in general. His presence on the island and just re- remembering him as being such a physical threat when we first saw him, and I think it was Australia. And uh, and just the Africa, yeah. Oh, it's Africa. Sorry, he had cancer twice, and uh, I mean Trey. Trey said it all, but uh, there was also uh, a kind of a funnier one. Was uh, it was sort of like uh, Jeff milking the do or die uh, verbiage uh, is when uh, Sierra had to vote her own mother off. It was just like mm. very very. Uh, it was emotional for sure for Sierra, but it was also played as if, well, we're never going to see her again. You're voting her off the island, and that will yeah. be it. And, and that's yeah, the I end mean, that of killed her. That killed her game for seasons to come. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I've got a sort of a, a small one, but I remember it's like always stuck with me. It didn't happen that long ago. Season thirty-nine. Mm. Do you remember when Jack, he made a comment about Jamal's uh, survivor buff and he called it a do-rag? And mm. uh, he Jack sort of immediately realized that he had said something insensitive. And then they just had this awesome talk. And I think it spilled in tribal council, if I remember correctly, um, about why that could be seen as disrespectful. And Jamal is just like, that guy is so damn smart. And yeah. he just speaks so eloquently. He's like, just so... He just puts things perfectly. I could listen. I know he was just on Robin's podcast. I just love the guy. And it was like, really, honestly, it was like, I had never thought about it. I had never once thought about how that could be taken, again, disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You know, Jamal explaining how that could be a big deal. It's like stereotypes about black men and like how they're, they can be seen as deadbeat dads and in their wearing wife beater shirts. Also, obviously, that sort of like falls in the same line as do rags and stuff like that. And it was just like, wow, like I was learning. I remember at the time. And so was Jack. And they like, they just talked about it. And I was like, oh yeah, they didn't like blow up. They didn't go crazy. And I remember Prope saying like, that was a pretty compelling moment. And it was like, if that was in the hands of other people that could have gone really, really bad. And mm-hmm. instead it was like a real learning moment. So I thought that was a really cool one that happened not too long ago. Even though season 39, that season feels like 10 years ago to me at this <laughs> point, which is really weird. Uh, just right. the longest two years of your life. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> all right. Next one here. 
well, I'm going to ask, uh, we already asked uh, JD about it, but D-Rod asked Simple Q, would you have kept your OG box like Deshaun or switch it there, uh, Jason? Well, what I would have kept it. If, I mean, if it. I felt that strongly about it, and clearly he did, I would have kept it. I, I understand the rule. I would have kept it. Okay. If it was because I think you also have to weigh in the disappointment cost. If you switch and you are wrong, oh. you will never, ever forget it. If you stay and you are wrong, you go, okay, well, I had a bad notion. And mm-hmm. I think, honestly, that yep. is, there's a value to that that you need to add to the equation and that I would add to you. <laughs> if I switched and was wrong, I would forever be heartbroken and yep. I would never live it down. Ever, ever, ever. I would never <laughs> be able to stop thinking about it. Gotta put that into the equation, he says. We the sadness coefficient. <laughs> uh, and, and Trey, I can't remember, did you get to answer this one when we asked it the first time around? What were you doing? You were keeping, switching? I'm flipping. Yeah. I'm switching my box. I'm getting sent home and then I'm just... Uh, Tweeting at Jeff Probst every night. I can't believe you would do that to me. <laughs> uh, all right. And then uh, final question here. Uh, Kid Curry wrote in, is Heather making it to the final tribal council um, becoming a real possibility for you guys as it is for me? Uh, yeah, Kid Curry. I think we've been saying it for a couple weeks now that we'll be shocked if she's not one of the people sitting in the final three. Is that right, Jason? Uh, there's, there's, I just can't see how she's not at this point. You don't drag a goat three quarters of the way up the mountain and don't take it to the top. You know what I mean? You got to take her now. And honestly, like, you know, like, you know, if I'm sitting there, it's already so stressful, so paranoid. I, there is a comfort in being like, well, I beat her. Right. For sure. So uh, she's like that blank Scrabble tile. You, it's rare, it's powerful, and you want to take that to the end. <laughs> the only thing I find fascinating with her at this point is like, does someone like Erica look at her and go, well, I'd rather be sitting beside you because no one's going to vote for you. Or, hey, I'd like your vote, and mm. you would be giving it to me. I don't know that you can count on Heather's vote, honestly. Like She's a that wild thing card. is, she is a wild card. going a- anywhere. <laughs> you just gonna. It's like you don't a balloon think Erica you, like, would get her vote. Of it. I think it feel pretty would. tight. I think she yeah. would. Yeah, yeah. But okay. well, anyway, yeah. that's. And it's also at this point in the game, people start. Sometimes there's this crazy notion that. Oh, we're gonna bring the best players. Who played the hardest? <laughs> I want yeah. to. I want to beat the best. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Wu. Exactly. Uh, so you know, I mean, that could happen. It still could happen. I don't get that vibe from this particular crew. I mean, no, because they're pretty intelligent players. Yeah. <laughs> I only want to go against take the, best. the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get more votes for beating the other best players. In the right. Game. You don't get another million dollars if you beat another great player. <laughs> right. It's still a million. Take the worst. Uh, increase your chances. Yeah. Uh, we'll see with Heather. Um, she's gonna very, very likely be there in in, in the final three though kid curry i think you can almost lock that in yeah and i think uh kevin aquino is right here in the live tribe who says heather's putting up the tony yeah. snell <laughs> when she gets to final tribal zero 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 yeah she might not even get a line in is she gonna get a chance to explain herself one mm. line maybe she'll get one little part <laughs> at tribal council yeah and it, it won't last long i mean I that's think. her stat line like from trying to catch the ball in that one challenge <laughs> yeah. it's just yeah. like blow it up for the entire game 
Uh, okay, guys, we gotta wrap up with this. Uh, if you've been <laughs> listening or watching No Buffs all season here, I've been saying, hey, this whole game within the game, this website that uh, Probes keeps telling kids to play, they do these puzzles and get these little videos, and you unlock these words. I've been telling you guys these words mean something. <laughs> They're gonna turn into a code that we're gonna know an answer to something that's actually happening on the island. Like, it is the game within the game is in the game. That is my tagline for this. Well, we had quite the development with this oh this week. I don't think Jason oh knows goodness. anything about this. I shared it with Trey and uh, JD in our Slack channel. But here is the Rebus puzzle. I'll just show you what this week's was here. It, it's uh, have, have a go at it if you guys would like. I mean, million doll, yeah. er, dollars up for yeah. grabs? No. Million dollar mistake, oh, JD. Oh, mistake. Yeah, it took me a second to get the mist there, too. What is the, the arm the, supposed to be? I just dollar, dollar arm, dollar, 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 mistake. Okay, so so that was obviously <laughs> that one. On. Nailed it. Thank you. Unlocked another word. Here it is. So the uh, final word was search. So okay, all the words have been unlocked. Now this is where it gets crazy, guys. I believe he's joining us here, actually, in the uh, in the stream team in the live tribe, but. Ryan Berry, I was alerted to a tweet from Ryan Berry, and this guy must have been thinking the same things I was thinking, and this guy's a lot smarter than me, and what he found was that there were hidden URLs to alternate versions of the answer words, like they're, they're, they're in the ether there, they're in local storage on survivorgwg.com, and that, and we're showing a couple of them here right now that these will then be used to solve the final puzzle. And I'm only showing you four of the words and you're seeing them here, right? They're like, they're like glyphs on top <laughs> of uh, some of the actual letters. So what Ryan, all credit to him on this, though I am taking full credit for calling this basically from week two, um, these alternate images, these glyphed images, if you want to call them that, they show that there are nine unique glyphs associated with with the letters stick with me trey okay <laughs> you i don't know those... i don't know man guys, glyphs. guys <laughs> That's a tough you, one to hear if you um if you group those letters together by glyph and then anagram them you get nine words and you can sort sort those nine words into drum roll please your treasure hangs where the trees love to dance <laughs> okay your treasure hangs where the trees love to dance. Now, you tell me, especially in seeing the preview for next week, I read that as the hidden immunity idol, which is out there, is located where two trees are intertwined. They are dancing as one. Am I going crazy? You're at your full guys' faces, pointing like, at the wall. And going, yeah, I'm like, so like going psycho, I'm like sweating. Um, yeah, I guess what I don't understand is how does this help the players that were on the island? It doesn't, JD. Months that's the ago. crazy part. It doesn't yeah. at all. No, it's just for us. But I've been telling you that we will know an <laughs> instrumental part to this game that they do not know. Mm. And uh, I mean, like, look at this shit that Ryan was doing. This is Matrix-like <laughs> shit. This guy's helping me out. I'm opening up Google Chrome. I'm like, oh, looking at like JSON files or something. He called him. I love this guy. Anyway, uh, it's fantastic. This is like so, Terry in Homeland. Yeah, <laughs> this is gross. So guys, guys, guys. Oh yeah, final, final, final screen grab for me. 
<laughs> these look like some intertwined trees to me. Mm, two trees to doing the tango. I yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I mean, know I think... what the hell you're talking about, man. Where are these <laughs> dancing trees? Well, okay, that could be a shot from anything, <laughs> My point is, I'm telling you right now, next week on Survivor, we are going to see somebody find the idol, the treasure, and it's going to be hanging somewhere where two trees sort of like intertwine because that's how trees love to dance. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I'm Boom. all in on this. I love it. Thank you, Ryan. I, lo- I love it. The code. The, and, yeah. and you know what? I think we've proven definitively now that the game within the game is in the game. Yes. A hundred percent. We have. We have. I mean, we're okay. We're 99% there. <laughs> I'm leaving one percent that this is still absolutely nothing. It's still complete nonsense. But uh, sorry, sorry, Kyle Breen made me snort. <laughs> Imagining a seven-year-old that Jeff Probst is talking to about this. <laughs> like this is for kids. <laughs> Jeff is like, okay, you got the unique glyphs. If you sort the unique glyphs nine by nine and That's you layer right. them and check the JSONs, you will see now, that the idol. <laughs> Is in the trees dancing. <laughs> a seven-year-old is like, mm, yes. Okay, yes, Timmy, yes, go burn. to your go to your family computer, open up Chrome, hit Control F. Now you're gonna see a lines of code. Take the code, cross-reference that with the glyphs. Yes. Guys, guys, Probes is looking for the best of the best to play Survivor. Right. If a seven or eight-year-old can figure this out, get him out there. Watch him win the game. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, Anyway, I'm very, very excited uh, to uh, hopefully see somebody find an idol that will uh that will you know back up this uh amazing work here from ryan and uh i am taking obviously two percent of the uh of the of the cracking the case even though i did nothing it was all him amazing your treasure hangs where the trees love to dance remember that going into next week guys so much fun um jd did you have some some deshaun screen grab oh yes i did yeah yeah Yeah, throw them up before we go (laughs) You know, he got eliminated almost immediately from that immunity challenge, and uh, he made history by uh, becoming the first one to go through the ordeal of the do-or-die twist. He also went uh, down in the history books to the one of the all-time greatest sulks afterwards, because here's just (laughs) this is just him sulking, and then and then this is at the first part of the challenge, and then they move on to the second stage and. Yeah, he's still <laughs> still sulking. <laughs> and then this is the third part of the challenge, and he's just oh. inconsolable, man. Inconsolable. Oh, man. I just felt so bad for him. Uh, I, I will say, though, he actually handled it pretty well. Like, I mean, you're seeing these screen grabs, and he's obviously at first, like, distraught. But then he was like, I loved what he said. Well, you guys won't be voting me out. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty slick. And, you know, he was making history and stuff like that. So, ah, uh, great stuff. Okay, Jason, uh, so happy you could join us there uh, after your, your meeting. I know you're a mover and a shaker. And you <laughs> right. probably got some new podcast coming down the pipeline. Right. Or were you just getting ready for uh, Rob has a podcast? Because I heard you're uh, headed on to talk I'm with the legend, I'm very excited Rob. to join uh, that fine program uh, and unite with one of the great Long Island based survivor contestants ever in history. <laughs> I would say that's a that's a fact. Oh yeah, we got Bulls Knicks tonight, don't we? Oh yeah, we do. 
Oh, they, someone they're playing is back. for the We're third time already. That's crazy to me. Wow. You gotta man. save some of these marquee matchups. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, good good luck to both of your teams. I hope you guys somehow uh, end in a tie. I hope they tie and then you guys have to draw rocks to see who wins the game. <laughs> a red rock and a blue rock. Yeah. Adam Winner Silver gets comes it. out there and uh, lets, them, uh, lets the captains draw from the bag. All right. Thank Jason, you so much. Jason, uh, real quick, do you plan on pitching the alternate glyphs uh, theory <laughs> to Rob on the podcast tomorrow listen if you guys want to write it up because i'm i'm not sure i follow it all the way but i'm dead serious if you will if you and ryan will write it up i will read it to him okay so skeets and ryan barry from the from the chat squad yeah they have a theory i would like to i would like to tell it to you now well, that's pretty funny because the last time I went on Rob as a podcast, I brought up this insane, like, uh, these mean something. There's a game within the game is in the games. I brought that up to him. So, yeah, maybe we'll have to uh, to get that, uh, the uh, what would you call that, like a manifesto or something? Like, uh... yeah. A manifesto works, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I am literally going crazy from these survivor, uh, you know, codes and stuff like that. So let's call it here. Until next week. The tribe has spoken.